The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. But you can call him Pastor P if you want. Absolutely. And I'll answer to almost anything. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You'll answer the call. Absolutely. Well, our topic today is medicine and faith, a winning combination. I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Well, you know, we, we talk about this discussion uh, in a lot of different ways throughout many of our shows, but really the basis of everything that we're discussing is around how do we amalgamate or meld, and we'll hear that term from our, uh, our guest today, the concepts, the ideology, and the disciplines of medicine, science, faith, and spirituality together mm-hmm. in a way that is beneficial and respectful. You know, I often say at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But having said that, it is a faith-friendly place, isn't it? It is. CTCA respects, honors, and supports the spiritual and religious beliefs of all patients undergoing clinical treatment as a support service. Supportive services is the key word here, helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life. So nothing is ever pushed on patients that they don't want. Absolutely not. Again, at the end of the day, the patient, if I can use this expression, is allowed to drive the bus and be a partner and pick and choose. All right. We're going to have that message reinforced as you talk with our guest in just a moment. You bring such interesting people to the table each week here. Well, we're the intent here is to find individuals that can speak very organically and authentically to our audience. And, you know, we want to talk to people who are in the profession of medicine. We want to talk to those who have actually walked the walk of being a patient and supporting those patients. But again, speak to the heartfelt issues of faith, spirituality, medicine, science, and treatment of cancer. And each week, we also like to provide a resource, free of charge, of course, to our listeners. And this week, we've chosen a resource called Integrative Cancer Care. What what does integrative care mean? Integrative care simply means, when we take the term integrate, it means to, to include and to make a part of. So integrative care is exactly that. We have the base of clinical medical care that is provided to patients for cancer. And alongside of that clinical care are additional philosophies and orientations and schools of thought. Naturopathic uh, services is an example. Nutritional services is another example. Mind-body support is uh, can be another example. And of course, pastoral care. So when you roll all of that together and you put that together as a package based upon the needs of the patient, and you provide that as a service, it becomes integrated at that point, and that allows individuals to be treated from a whole person perspective. Well, listen, if you want to know more about integrative cancer care, this free resource is available to you online. You can go there and read it right now. You can download it. You can print it out if you want. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and look for Integrative Cancer Care, this week's resource there at the website, Health hopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. 
Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, we'll meet our guest here in just a moment. I'm excited to bring his story to our listeners, but let's open with some scripture. Yes, sir. Our spiritual nugget for today is found in the gospel of the 14th chapter of John in the 27th verse. And we will hear this scripture again. So listen carefully. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. All right, that sets us in the right direction here today. So we're talking about the relationship between medicine and faith. That's our focus today. Yes, it is, Wayne. And to provide some framework for this discussion, I want to read some statements from a published report by Dr. Ann Harrington from Harvard University entitled, God and Health, What More Is There to Say? Good. This report basically states that for more than a decade, there has been a modest group of medical researchers who have argued that there is growing evidence tending to support a direct health bonus for people with religious practices and beliefs. The report additionally states that several of same said researchers identified no fewer than 16,000 published research articles largely tending to support this hypothesis. That's amazing. I want our audience to simply bear these statements in mind while listening to today's interview with Dr. David Suh. He's our guest, and here he is now with Pastor P. With me today is Dr. Suh radiation oncologist at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he has been uh, a radiation oncologist at this particular organization now for six years, but overall has been in the healthcare profession as a professional physician uh, now for 25 years. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you, my friend. My pleasure to be here. I'm excited to speak with you, and I say that every week, and I'm sure the, the listening audience says, you're always excited to talk to, to the people that you talk to, Reverend McRae. And what fascinates me specifically about you and your story is that uh, you're, a, you're a practicing physician and oncologist, but you're also a believer. You, you have a strong faith orientation. So we're going to start real quickly. Give us a little sense of why and how you became a physician. What motivated you to become a doctor? Well, uh, my background, uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania most of my life, but uh, my father, uh, I'm of a Korean background, and my father came actually to the U.S. in the 50s uh, when there were no Koreans in America at all. Wow. Uh, he came, and at that time, you could only come by invitation by a congressman. Really? So was, you could not come here. I did not know that. You cannot apply, and you cannot come here. So uh, he came through a congressman, and at that time, he was going through medical school and residency, and he actually came here and did some of his training and parts of it in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So you're a second-generation physician there? Yes. Okay. And my mother is also a physician as well. Wow. I grew up in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, went to school in University of Pittsburgh, and during that time... My parents are doctors, but I was like, what, what do I want to do? And I was kind of heading in that direction. It was there that I made that choice to go into that uh, setting. Going into medical school, 
uh, it was there that uh, you know I really found that passion for people, mm-hmm. and that's really really what motivated me to move in that direction. What's interesting to me, and as I sit here, you you have a cross on your lapel of your uh, lap coat, which is uh, obviously a fantastic representation of, of your faith and your orientation. And in lieu of that, what, what came to my mind, I've had an opportunity to actually speak and preach in a couple of Korean churches uh, of individuals who I knew who invited me to their congregations. And there are tons of Korean Christian churches in the United States. Yes. So that being said, um, let's transition a bit into the dynamic of your faith uh, what what would you like to you know what is your sense of faith and orientation from a faith perspective yeah um you know you mentioned the cross on my lapel a lot of a lot of people out there who wear crosses wear it as an accessory mm. uh, but i wear it as a symbol of my identity okay so i i really feel that that is something that really drives me because if my identity is is in christ then everything else comes behind that hallelujah and uh that's how i want to live my life and i have been trying to do that actually not really until 1994 i i received christ in the 80s but the lordship issue of of surrendering my everything to him is really what pushed me into doing everything i do I've been serving God uh, in different capacities, in worship team, uh, leadership position, and uh, actually became a uh, ordained pastor at our church here uh, in, in, in a local church in the area. The things that I, I do for people, primary reason why they see me is obviously for medical care which I strive to do with uh, excellence. But at, at times when you see people, especially people of similar faith, who uh, acknowledges uh, you know, our, my faith as being uh, the same faith, mm-hmm. that uh, the, I, I give them the opportunity, if they want, that I could pray for them. Sure. And I engage them on that personal level. And as my identity is a, a child of God, then I see them as my brother and sister okay. on a more family level. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bring priests to them, bring hope, because really that the, the gospel of Christ is all about hope. Absolutely. I'm continually uh, impressed and amazed at how many physicians, oncologists are also strong believers and have strong spiritual orientation. And I make that point only to to highlight the fact that there is and has been historically a perception by some, not all, that many physicians are uh, non-people of faith, that they're all very uh, super educated and and they're very literal and very Mm -hmm. science oriented. And there certainly is, and I want to be very clear, Clearly, you know, you can't be a physician without a strong medicine and science background, and nor should you be. But I think that it is important for people to know that there are more and more physicians who have been able to embrace and balance uh, the world of medicine and science and the world of spirituality, Mm -hmm. faith, and religion to have what I call a respectful and a responsible balance with the two Mm -hmm. that is really, truly I believe making a difference in the world of healthcare, and particularly with regard to the conversation of cancer. Let's yes. talk about that. Sure. How do we meld or blend those two aspects together? Obviously, 
medicine and science, if you just look at it today in the world, uh, leaves pretty much God out of everything. They, they don't see a, a need for that uh, because it's just two plus two is four. Correct. But my belief is two plus two is five because I feel that if you bring into that situation uh, hope, and uh, an example of that would be like just yesterday, uh, I was uh, in uh, an area where I was working with some other um, support staff, and I get a phone call from a patient while I'm working, and she asked me some questions on the phone. I took her call, and then she goes, Doctor, I just, can you just pray with me? Hmm. I, I just I'm just really anxious right now. And I've heard your reputation within the halls of this building yeah. that you pray often and openly with your patients in the hallways, not behind closed doors, mm-hmm. if that is their desire to do so. If they desire to do that cuz they pull me and they say, "Can you pray with me?" and I'll be like, "I don't I don't have any qualms doing that." The nice thing about this environment here is that they are not against that. They don't feel uncomfortable with that. Yes. Which is why uh, you know, I'm able to do that in the hallway. Absolutely. Which is <laughs> nice which is a blessing yes, to me yes so i i feel that when i do pray and then you know it says in the word of god that uh jesus said i leave you my peace uh, and uh, he doesn't mean it's it's something that is temporary it's not a just a feeling mm-hmm. it is it is a true uh contentment in god's presence and i believe in god's presence i believe the holy spirit can can give you that peace, even no matter how hard a, a troubling uh, diagnosis or problem. I, I have witnessed every time I do pray for people who, who even have uh, a terminal uh, you know, stage of cancer, that they, they feel the peace yeah. of God. And I feel encouraged that I can be part of something like that. So with that being said, Doc, obviously, you know, I don't have to twist your arm around the idea of mm-hmm. what you think and believe is the the effective and proper uh, balance, uh, and I'm going to use the word amalgamation, you use the term meld, of, of the roles and the disciplines of medicine and science and spirituality and faith. How important from your perspective, and obviously your history, you know, you, you're not a rookie. You, you've been in the game, if I can use that terminology for, for a little bit. You've been mm-hmm. doing this for quite a while. How important do you believe... Uh, the application or the ability to allow a spiritual influence and orientation to again to be respectfully and responsibly mm-hmm. uh, connected to the health environment and certainly when we talk about cancer that's kind of the yes. the focus here how important do you think that is to be able to allow that to be part of the experience of patient care I, I really feel that uh, a lot of people that are out there, they want, they want reassurance. Uh, they want to know that you care. Uh, that's really important for them to Absolutely. know that the person that is really ho- holding their medical care, maybe even their physical life in their hands, to know that they actually care for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's really important to know that I, I, I do truly care for them. The love that I have for them, uh, you know, I can only muster so much, but there is a love that is, that's in me, that's mm-hmm. not just of me. Right. And I believe that, and I'm a- able at times to just pray and I feel the love of God for them. And the whole thing about peace and hope, it, it, even in medical ways, uh, that's been proven when people are without hope, 
or despondent, yeah. depressed, they do much worse physically. Yeah. Their outcomes are worse. Yes. The person who has hope, who has, uh, you know, that peace, uh, that they ha- they are able to press through things that they would not necessarily be able to do, uh, would not be able to give up on things that they shouldn't. And certain times, there's people who I say, "Hey, you shouldn't be giving up because this you are curable. This is something that you can overcome." But there are people who I see who sometimes may not have that peace. They're like, oh, why bother? Right, right. And they give up on things. Yeah. They give up early. And I say, well, that's not what I recommend. Well, even with respect to the fact that, you know, I've again, I've been around the flagpole mm-hmm. of the cancer community now 20 plus years as well as a, as a faith representative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been a privilege to do that. But I have also seen the advancement just from a clinical and medical perspective to the point where now um, many are referring uh, to cancer as a, a disease that's chronic that can mm-hmm. be managed versus yes. what we thought, you know, 20 years ago where yes. many people just felt you had cancer and there was nothing you could do. Exactly. So being able to also blend that that mm-hmm. medical advancement, that clinical advancement of, yes. of treating cancer with, this, with the spiritual idea of faith and hope mm-hmm. and possibility mm-hmm. must be an exciting thing for you with regard to where you are right now with your practice of, of medicine. Exactly, exactly. It is exciting because it was unheard of uh, maybe when I first started my residency in this field for people who say, for example, who had cancer from some other part of the body spread to the brain, their outcomes were your, your median survival was three months. Hmm. I see people all the time who are out three, four years. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? I was like, wow, I don't, I don't ever remember seeing this when I was <laughs> new, uh, new resident in, in my field. And uh, it, is, it can be a chronic disease for specific individuals. And more advances that we have, it just becomes that much longer in terms of survival. They're not cured, but right. they're, they're fighting it and they're living with it and they have a good quality of life. And I say, you're, you're 45 years old, you're 50 years old, don't give up. And, I, and I'm not trying to just press through just to give them something. Correct. But in certain situations, when I see that they want hope and they want to fight, that we're coming alongside them and helping them to to do so, whether physically and and on different aspects, even spiritually, when they want that. And and just to highlight the advances you referred to about increased cancer survivorship, according to the most recent documentation that I can find that the American Cancer Society says that the relative five-year survival rates of cancer from all sites in 2012 was 69% up from 49% in 1977. That's a significant improvement over the past 35 years. That being said, do you feel that there is still on some level, Doc, maybe a resistance by some that are still struggling with the idea of the value and the role of spirituality and faith in the healthcare environment or has that paradigm really shifted in the last 20 years that you've been practicing medicine? There has been studies that show that when people do get prayer, that they actually do have better outcomes. Uh, there are uh, published data like that. When you see someone smiling mm-hmm. after you prayed with them and the mo- few minutes ago they were sad right. or depressed, I don't see how you could put a value and say that's not valuable Right. in, in terms of their overall quality of life. Medicine, don't get me wrong, they do talk a lot about quality of life these days. Okay, good. But the the next obvious step is how do we give you that quality of life Mm -hmm. 
on a net level other than are you feeling pain? Are you not feeling pain? Right. Are you feeling depressed? Are you not feeling depressed? Well, that being said, uh, obviously you, you're working in a, a healthcare environment, an organization that is user friendly, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, with regard to allowing that to be part of the equation right. uh, appropriately. And that being said, I guess it's important then to to encourage people to find uh, a healthcare professional and an environment particularly if you are people of faith or a person of faith Mm -hmm. that will support you in that manner with good quality health care. Yes. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. Okay. I don't see that ever being a compromise I would ever do. You know, there are people who do come uh, who say, well, I don't want medicine. I just want faith. Right. And I say, well, I don't. I don't see that in the Bible. Yes, <laughs> you know. It, well, it's it, interesting. One of one of Jesus's main team members was a physician. I know. It's it's a very interesting <laughs> dynamic. I tell it people is. that all the time. Yeah. Yes, and I, I believe that. And I think a lot of that is motivation out of fear rather than yes. uh, out of uh, what they they're trying to spiritualize their fear. Yes. Because they say, well, I don't want something that will hurt me. Correct. If why, I think if God's going to heal me, he's going to heal yeah. you. So, well, if you jump out of an airplane, yeah, he can maybe grow some wings on you, mm-hmm. but it'd be better to stay in an airplane. Yeah, or have a parachute on. <laughs> or have a parachute. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> God could use anything. God, uh, what I do know is that God is a God who doesn't do things exactly the same way. His principles are always the same. His love and grace and all the things in the word, but there's nothing that says God can't use medicine to heal you. We should not and cannot put God in a box. God no is not way. a formula. I agree with that. And then 100%. the second component to add to that is, and, and we've talked about it a lot on the show here with previous physicians and others, is that every good and perfect gift yes. comes from above. Yes. So medicine, science, technology, yes. all of those different elements at the end of the day are good gifts that come from God that yes. we can embrace and utilize. Exactly. And medicine and science, particularly with, I think, the growing number of physicians and healthcare professionals who also embrace a spiritual orientation, is a perfect marriage mm-hmm. for those who are seeking hope yes. and, or as our show says, help, hope, and inspiration. Would you happen to have an inspirational story, moment, or occasion that you were allowed to utilize or support a patient spiritually that you could see a a sense of change or something that impacted them Mm -hmm. with regard to their process of healthcare? Yes. One story comes to mind, and uh, this is a gentleman that I met who had cancer, and it was pretty advanced, um, and... He was going through treatments. I had warned him of the possible side effects. He said, I didn't want to go through that. If, I, if, it's, if I'm going to suffer, I'm going to give up. And I remember just meeting him one day, and it finally came around that he, he was a believer when he was younger. And later on, he renewed his uh, faith in Christ. He was so overjoyed with that. And then later on, we found out that the, the cancer had gone, come back and had spread. And I remember visiting him, and I remember he wasn't doing well. Nobody else had been helping him out. And I finally, he finally said to me, could you be there when I go? He asked me that. I was shocked. I said, wow. why would you ask me that? Yeah. And I'm literally, it's three hours from here. That's amazing. And on New Year's Day, my wife said, how's he doing? She had a sense in her heart that something was wrong. Well, he's, he's on, he's, he only has hours to live. 
And, uh, and that day, all these people from my leaders were coming over from church. And I was like, what am I supposed to do, God? And God said, we well, should go. I promised I would try yeah. at least. Okay. So I invited everybody here. We started the uh, gathering together, and then I took off. Uh-huh. As soon as I got there, I prayed over him. He was in a coma. He's not responding. I said, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. I read verses over him. Uh-huh. And then it, within uh, 15 minutes of me leaving, I get a phone call. He, he left. Wow. God wants us to finish well. Mm. And that if I can be a part of giving someone hope, even in the process of going, yes. that, that is very rewarding. You've just heard from Dr. Suh, radiation oncologist of six years at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, And now I'm going to call my new friend and obviously uh, co-laborer in the work and the ministry of the Lord. Bless you, your family, and everything that your hands touch. May you continue to elevate and accentuate the love, the faith, and the hope of God. Be well, my friend. Thank you. All right. I see that. Thank you. Well, back in the studio, Percy, I would want Dr. Suh as my doctor. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) What a great guy. Any follow-up comments to what we heard? Yeah, I'd like to read some additional information. We opened the program with some commentary from a report that uh, was published by Dr. Ann Harrington from Harvard University entitled, God and Health, What More Is There to Say? And I asked Dr. Suh a specific question with regard to is there a shift in the paradigm of healthcare and the influence of healthcare potentially with regard to the role of spirituality and faith? And I want to read some specific information that may speak a little more to that question. And according to that same document, uh, it states that during the past 15 years, several new academic centers have been founded to address the plausibility of an effective relationship between faith and medicine. Interesting. Here are some examples of some of those institutions that have started, such as the International Center for the Integration of Health and Spirituality. There's our integrative term. Mm -hmm. The George Washington Center Institute for Spirituality and Health. The Center for Spirituality and Health at the University of Florida. The Center for Spirituality and Healing at the University of Minnesota. And, of course, the Duke Center for Spirituality and Health at Duke University. These and this type of information underscores the question about whether the paradigm is shifting concerning the potential impact of spirituality on health. This report also states, Wayne, that medical school education has been influenced by these developments, whereas in the early 1990s, only three medical schools offered any kind of instruction related to religion and spirituality. But guess what? In 2001, some 70 out of a total of 125 medical schools now report offering instruction. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. That's a great follow-up to the conversation with our our guest here today. Uh, I want to talk more about uh, that conversation, but first, with hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care, and that's our free resource, Integrative Cancer Care, found at our website right now. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, 
pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And that's the website to get this free resource, Integrative Cancer Care, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, what's your personal reaction to the conversation you had with Dr. Su? First of all, I was extremely uh, soothed by the presence of this man of faith and this man of medicine. And one of the interesting things that I heard him state, and I want to restate it very clearly, that he felt that his merging of his ministry, his personal uh, spiritual orientation, and his practice of medicine includes being hopeful that offers peace, yes. potentially. Hope was a big word with him. And yeah. to his patients. Yeah. Hope so, and peace. So he's very much... Uh, associated around the idea of helping people work through traumatic uh, struggles of being told and working through the rigors of cancer treatment that they need to be they need to be encouraged to be hopeful that potentially will offer them peace working through their process. And again, I think it's important to understand that when you begin to include those other dynamics, we begin to really talk about the possibility of people rising above the circumstances and the challenges of their treatment and care. One of the other things that he said that I thought was very interesting is that he said that patients should not have to sacrifice being supported spiritually in order to receive good clinical care. How about that? That they 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 have a right to have both and that they should seek that and they should ask for it. So again, we're hearing a shift in thinking, Wayne, is the point that I want to make with regard to medicine and spirituality really partnering and really coming together in a way that is that is most beneficial potentially for patients in the midst of treatment and care. Well, you read the verse earlier and Dr. Sud uh, referenced it, alluded to it. Why don't we go back to it? And that's found in the gospel of the 14th chapter of John, verse 27, our spiritual nugget. And we want you to take this home and we want you to write it down and remember it and recite it. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. According to the word of God today, take the peace of God with you everywhere that you go and carry that in your heart. I hope you'll go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Not only can you listen to this program again, pass it on to a friend if you like, and maybe go back and listen to the interview with our good friend, the doctor here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. All right, our resource is Integrative Cancer Care. It's free online at the same website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our time is up. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Hey, Pastor P, Percy McCray, thank you. God bless you. Peace be unto you, my friend and my brethren in the radio world. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, 
Phoenix and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.